My name is Lily Madden, and I'm a proud Aranda, Bunjalung, Kalkadun woman from Gadigal country. The Daily Oz acknowledges that this podcast is recorded on the lands of the Gadigal people and pays respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander nations. We pay our respects to the first peoples of these countries, both past and present. Good morning and welcome to The Daily Odds. It's Wednesday the 17th of January. I'm Zara. I'm Sam. UK Prime Minister Rishi Sunak has called it... One of the greatest miscarriages of justice in our nation's history. And it's been compared to the robo-debt saga here in Australia. So what actually is the UK's post office scandal? Well, we're going to tell you everything you need to know about this story in today's deep dive. But first, Sam, what's making headlines? We're officially in the US presidential race for 2024. Donald Trump has won the Iowa caucuses as the Republican Party gets a step closer to determining its 2024 presidential nominee. Iowa was the first US state to cast votes for the Republican candidacy. Over the coming months, each state's going to hold votes to decide who will lead the Republican Party in the election this year. Keep an eye out for Super Tuesday on the 5th of March. That will see primary elections held in multiple states, including California and Texas. That day is considered a major test for presidential candidates. The company that owns Australia's professional soccer league, the A-League and A-League Women, has announced significant job cuts. The Australian Professional League said it has identified significant opportunities to create efficiencies, that's a direct quote there, to ease growing financial pressures. APL said it remains committed to growing its competitions with strong teams producing great young players across Australia and New Zealand. Australian actress Sarah Snook has won an Emmy for her role as Shiv Roy in Succession. It's her third win this month. She's had a great run after the Golden Globes and the Critics' Choice Awards. It was Succession's night with six wins for the series, including Best Drama Series. Elton John's win for his live farewell special saw him become the 19th person in history to win an EGOT, meaning he's now won an Emmy for TV, a Grammy for music, an Oscar for films and a Tony for Broadway. And look, that is already some good news, but we're giving you another one. Technology designed for agriculture businesses to track livestock is now being used to track koalas. That's all part of efforts to monitor the endangered species, with researchers at the University of Southern Queensland saying that koalas can travel up to 15 to 20 kilometres in search of new eucalyptus trees. It's hoped conservationists can use the data that's collected by the tracking technology to identify the best locations to plant more trees and boost koala habitats. Okay, so today we are talking about a story that I imagine most of you won't be familiar with. I know that I hadn't heard much about it until very recently. Uh, It's a scandal that took place between 1999 and 2015 in the UK. Now, the story goes that between that time, hundreds of post office workers in the UK were charged with theft and false accounting, and many of them were jailed. Now, it turns out that the information that was used to prosecute them was based on a faulty IT system. This month, Prime Minister Rishi Sunak described the scandal as an appalling miscarriage of justice, and now the government is paying millions to victims. Before we go on, I do just want to explain why it is we're talking about this story today, especially since I said that it started in 1999. It's actually because of a TV show that aired in the first week of this year. The show is called Mr Bates' 
versus the post office. And that was a show that basically chronicled this whole affair. And so now it's been thrust back into the news cycle. I do think it's a really interesting one to unpack for many reasons, but also because there are a few similarities to scandals that have unfolded here in Australia. Let's get into that discussion of where the similarities could be with our robo-debt scandal experience here in Australia. But before all of that, I honestly didn't think we'd be talking about the UK Postal Office on this podcast. Certainly not a regular thing. No problems with talking about it every so often. Give me a sense of that organisation and a bit of history there. Yeah, so the UK Post Office, which, as you said, is the organisation that this story is really centred around, operates over 11,500 branches across England, Wales, Scotland and Northern Ireland. And in the late 1990s and the early 2000s, an IT system, it's called Horizon, and it was owned by the Japanese company Fujitsu. That IT system was rolled out across thousands of post offices, and the idea was to modernise their transactions and their accounting. And so what happened was that bugs, errors and defects in the system ended up wrongly making it look like money had gone missing within some post offices. And those defects led to hundreds of branch operators, which they're actually called sub-postmasters and sub-postmistresses. Very, There's a bit very of a British. fun fact, yeah. Um, those people were accused of theft or fraud for the unexplained shortfalls. So basically, a whole bunch of money went missing. They were accused of stealing it, but what had actually happened was that there was a defect in the technology that was the reason why this money had suddenly gone away. The post office, though, repeatedly denied glitches in the Horizon system. An independent inquiry heard from former workers who were told that when they complained, they were told that they were the only branch to have the issue. Of course, we know now that wasn't the case. And so what ended up happening to those people who were working in the post service that were accused of theft? So employees who flagged missing funds were made to repay the money to the UK post office and hundreds of branch operators were dismissed from their roles and they were criminally charged. Between 1999 and 2015, the glitches led to an estimated 900 convictions. 900. 900 people were convicted of crimes based on a computer glitch. Some workers were jailed for at least three years. And I do think that this next part goes to the heart of why this story matters so much and for me, again, really brings in those robotic comparisons is that many post office workers describe suffering serious financial and emotional damage as a result of these prosecutions, things like bankruptcy and broken marriages, because ultimately some were serving time, others went through lengthy prosecutions only to be found guilty of crimes that they hadn't commit. And we know from both RoboDebt and it sounds like this story that these experiences don't just impact the single person mm. at the centre of the it's investigation. The, it's the people around them as well. For sure. And they lost their jobs. Yeah. And so how did that all come to light then? So as I said at the top, while we are talking about it today for the first time, it's definitely not a new story. Issues with the software were first raised by a former branch operator and his name is Alan Bates. That was in 2004. He made those claims to a trade publication called Computer Weekly. Following the publishing of this story about Alan Bates's claims in Computer Weekly, there were a whole bunch of other former postmasters who reached out to him to say that they'd had similar experiences. That group ended up banding together and they formed a new group called the Justice for Sub-Postmasters Alliance. 
And that was a way for them to come together and, I guess, organise around this idea of injustice that they thought that they had suffered and what they claimed to be, you know, a cover-up. Several British MPs also began flagging concerns about the Horizon system after hearing stories from impacted workers in their electorates. So, you know, these people with nowhere else to turn were turning to elected officials saying, this is what's happened. Like, you know, are there any other stories of this kind? If you've been told it's only your branch, I imagine that would be an extremely isolating experience. Of course. And so this group started to organise and mobilise. How long was it until the concerns were really, you know, put under the spotlight by the legal system? So more than 550 ex-employees ended up signing an application that was led by Bates, the person who I said was the first to really blow the whistle on this. That was submitted to the High Court in 2016. Okay, so that's 12 years after the original article. Yeah, and then only in 2019, the court found that there had been bugs in the system and that they had been correct. And it ruled that there was this culture of secrecy at the post office and said that the post office engaged in what it labelled oppressive behaviour by demanding sums of money that couldn't be accounted for. A judge said that the post office's defence that the Horizon system had no glitches amounted to, and I quote, the 21st century equivalent of maintaining that the earth is flat. Wow. A very strong quote there. Uh, And so it was this whole process and this whole story that was featured in that TV show I spoke about earlier. And so what happened to those people? I mean, in Australia, in the robo-debt context, there was compensation. Was there anything similar here? So, yes, the UK government has paid the equivalent of $263 million in compensation to more than 2,700 people affected by the scandal. Uh, There's also this ongoing independent investigation that was commissioned by the government It began in 2020 and it's still ongoing, so I suspect there might be more recommendations. You know, again, like we had a royal commission here that made a number of recommendations to government about what to do around robo-debt victims. Uh, We still don't have the final report from this UK investigation, so that remains to be seen. And so you spoke at the top of this discussion about the UK Prime Minister Rishi Sunak. He said this week that this whole episode was an appalling miscarriage of justice. Mm, Very strong quote. Did he do anything else this week besides make those comments? So Sunak introduced new laws to exonerate, which just basically means to pardon, those who were convicted. And he was very explicit in what he said had happened. He said that people who worked very hard to serve their communities had their lives and their reputations destroyed through absolutely no fault of their own. I will add, though, that no individual post office executive has yet been held responsible for the scandal. A really interesting story that definitely does have some similarities to the robo-debt experience in Australia. Thanks for that, Explainer Zara. We'll be back again in your ears tomorrow. Until then, have a great day. If you're joining us as part of the Daily Drive Spotify playlist, hope you're enjoying the podcast and we'll leave you to one of your tracks now. Stick around, give us a follow, and uh, we'll chat to you soon. 